Section six of True Stories About Pets, edited by Jane Grey, Swiss Helm. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Horner from Ballyclare in County Antrim, Northern Ireland, situated in the northeast of the island of Ireland. A true Story About Pets by Miriam Phillips. One cold night in February, while we were sitting around the cosy fire, we heard a noise at the window. On opening it, we found a little speckled hen, brown and white. We took the shivering, benumbed little creature in and cared for her. She stayed about the house all winter, and in early spring she made herself a nest, down in a cosy corner of the wood shed. And after a while we gave her thirteen large Brahma eggs to sit on. The weather was very cold when she came off. The first of April, leading six soft little chicks up to the kitchen door. One of the poor little babies lived only a few weeks, but the others were healthy and strong. It continued a cold, stormy spring, so we made a coop for the little stranger and her babies near the house and took fond care of them all but what do you think when the babies were just three weeks old their naughty little mother left them to care for themselves so they never learned a great many things that all well-brought-up chickens are taught for one thing they never learned to roost but would nestle together on the ground just as if the mother hen were about to cover them with her warm feathers we had to give them all the more care because they were so helpless and we petted them a great deal we fed them choice bits from the table, especially meat, of which they were very fond. While they were still quite young, they learned to stand in a row in front of me and take their meat in turn, so that all would be served alike. Sometimes we would take them in our laps and rock them, and often we held them in our warm hands and petted them out in the yard. They seemed to enjoy it all as much as kittens would. As they grew older, we gave them names. There were three roosters and two hens. One of the roosters was named Nicodemus because he always seemed anxious to look into matters. He was always peeping about into boxes and corners. He was so tall he could reach up to the top of the table and peck at things upon it. Sometimes when we forgot and left things within reach upon the kitchen table, he would step in and help himself very freely. He grew to be so large and fat, perhaps on account of the goodies, of the goodies he stole, that we could only walk a little distance without sitting down upon the ground to rest. Another rooster we called Zacchaeus, because he was the only one that ever learned to climb at all, and he never got any higher than the sawed horse. But he made it up by stretching his neck alarmingly, so that he stood as tall as two roosters ought to be. He too was a fine and very large rooster, but the cock of the walk was Captain White. He was a pure white fowl, with the exception of some fine feathers in his tail and a bright red headpiece. The captain knew very well that he was a handsome fowl, and strutted about and asserted his rights in a very dignified manner. The largest of the two hens we named Snowflake, because she really was as white as pure snow, and she went about so softly she scarcely seemed to touch the ground. She was a large, noble creature, and took a motherly care for her brothers and sisters, always trying to destroy all jealousy between them. There was sometimes a good deal of this, on account of the pet of the yard, our handsome little beauty. She was a vain, happy little hen, and dearly did she love to stir up a fuss for Captain White to settle. It was really a very happy family, except when Nick or Zack were too attentive to their sisters. Then Captain White very soon showed them their proper places. He never fought until he thought it positively necessary, and then he did it up in such a thorough way that it lasted. Indeed, he had perfect command over the brood. He always insisted on walking between his two sisters, making poor Nick and Zack follow meekly behind. They might scratch for their sisters if he were by, but let them try it when he was resting somewhere. Then what a fuss he would make. He would fly toward them on the wings of the wind. 
it was laughable to see the squabble and hear the scolding and pleading snowflake always did her best to make peace and always succeeded at last but the chickens had one trouble that they could not get rid of my kitten fairy was forever teasing them when they were in line eating their meat fairy would suddenly jump into their midst from some place in which she had been hiding and when she had excited a great cracking and general disturbance she looked so satisfied and so amused our neighbour mrs gray had a garden and all summer we kept the fence tightly stopped near the ground so that the chickens could not get through and as they never learned to fly two feet they did not often get over on the other side when they did we always went over and drove them home at once in the autumn mrs gray wished them to come over and pick up bits about the yard they were so pretty she said it would be a pleasure to look at them so we took off the lower board of the fence that they might go through but they would only all get fairly over when fairy would go after them and drive every chick home and when that was accomplished she would look as wise and cute as it could be when captain white procured some choice bit and called the rest to share fairy would wait until they were all busy eating and then suddenly she would run right in among them and disperse them fairy played a great many pranks beside teasing the chickens one day in autumn she was sitting on the porch near a great sycamore tree the large leaves were falling to the ground and fairy would watch each leaf as eagerly as if it were a mouse and the moment it touched the ground would pounce upon it and picking it up in her mouth carry it round to the back of the house where there was an empty basket into this she kept putting them until it was full what her object in this was i never knew she delighted to sit on my lap and have me rock her and sing to her as long as i sang in a low voice she would sit still and purr but as soon as i sang loud or high she would jump up and put her paw on my mouth as much as to say oh do stop that noise one winter she slept on the foot of my bed every morning at nine o'clock she would meow at the door for me to open it and would go upstairs to bed i don't know how she knew when it was nine o'clock but she seldom made a mistake in the morning if she wanted to go out of the window before i was awake she would come and waken me when i made my bed i either was obliged to shut her out of my room or allow her time for a regular frolic as fast as i would smooth the feather bed she would jump upon it and disarrange it and when i threw over the covers she would catch hold of them and try to pull them off i would allow her this fun for a while and sometimes she would stop after a good romp but oftener i had to put her out before i could arrange the room End of section 6